Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview inspiring, fascinating women who are navigating aging with class and sass. I'm your host, Nicole Christina. Hey everyone, I am so grateful for all of the downloads, and I'd love a rating on iTunes and a comment. And please subscribe. It helps the show's rating so other people can find it and learn how to age well. And if you are loving the podcast, why not check out the companion online course, Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity. You can access it through my website, NicoleChristina.com forward slash Zestful Aging. It's based on the Harvard Study of Adult Development, and I'm really proud of how it's turned out. Well, I've got my coffee in my hand and my trusty dog Sparky beside me, so let's begin. All right. Barb Demarest recently retired from her 30-year career as a CPA in order to pursue her passion for connecting volunteer knitters and crocheters with breast cancer survivors to provide free knitted knockers to those who can use them. Barb says, after hearing those awful words, you have cancer and struggling with the impact of having a mastectomy, a simple gift of comfort and dignity knit by a caring friend changed my life. Welcome, Barb. Well, thank you, Nicole. It's very exciting to be here today and share with you and your listeners about Knitted Knockers and my passion. Yes, I, I, I really would love you to tell the story. And I know you've told it before, but it's such a lovely story, a conversation you had with your physician um, when I believe he handed you the very standard prosthetics and you had a conversation with him about that. Yeah, well, uh, Nicole, it actually began when uh, I had my mastectomy and I thought that I was going to be immediately reconstructed, but because of complications, that did not happen. And so consequently, I was looking at what I could do as an alternative or to wear to get back to life. And I made this phone call to a local support group, and I'll never forget the voice on the other end of the line said to me, oh, honey, I am so sorry, but you can't put anything on that scar for at least six weeks. Well, I was just devastated because six weeks, I, I wanted to get back to life. I wanted to be normal. I wanted to to re-engage and it was just like six weeks for me that was literally the low point uh that's the first time i cried and i just uh, it was a low point for me so it was later that week when i was in at my doctor's office and i picked up a brochure for the tradition traditional breast prosthetics and i was sitting in the exam room and the doctors saw me and he said to me, he said, you know, a lot of women are not really happy with that as a solution because they can be hot and heavy and sticky. They're very expensive and you can't wear them for quite a while. And I said to him, well, what am I going to do? 
And he mm-hmm. looked at me, this man looked at me and he said, do you knit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I was stunned. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, why? And he said, well, I've never seen one, but I've heard there's such a thing as a knitted knocker. You might mm-hmm. want to check that out. Mm-hmm. And he had a picture of one and a website. And so I was so excited. I went home and I called my good friend, Nick Phyllis. I just wasn't in any shape at that point to make my own. So I said to Phyllis, I said, Phyllis, have you ever heard of a knitted knocker? And, and she said, no, but I'll find out. <laughs> and so it was later that week when I uh, ventured out uh, into public for the first time and I went to church. Well, here comes Phyllis tripping into church with a Victoria's Secret bag. And she gave it to my husband and she says, Denny, give this to Barb. Don't look inside of it. Well, when he found me and handed it to me, I knew immediately what it was. Uh, I had gone to church very self-conscious. I put on a loose-fitting jacket and just just was very self-conscious. Well, when I got that bag, I knew oh, this must be knitted knockers. So I went into the bathroom and I pulled out the most beautiful, soft, light knitted knocker. And it was made by a friend, somebody who cared, and I could wear it in my regular bra. I didn't need a prosthetic bra. So I went into the stall and I pulled out the sock that I had stuffed in my bra and I put that in. And I knew I could get a hug with that without feeling self-conscious. So I took off that jacket and I re-engaged with life. And I know, Nicole, this sounds dramatic, but it was life-changing to me. And so I knew immediately that we needed to provide these to the doctor's offices so that when a woman is in need of them, she can pick out her own and take them home and have them right away to wear. And I thought, we can be Phyllis's to those that don't have a Phyllis to make them for them. So I contacted my doctor. My next visit, I was in there and I said, hey, these are great. If we make these and provide them to you, would you hand them out? And he said, I would love to hand them out. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of this this adventure of knittedknockers.org. Uh, and so it's been quite a wild ride. That was back in 2011. And at that time, we were providing to our local doctor's offices, but we fast forward now to seven years later, and we are providing to 1,100 medical clinics across the country. In addition, we are sending out a thousand a month uh, from orders at our website. So uh, there was a lot getting from that beginning to this point, but uh, it's been an exciting ride and I have plenty of stories to share with you. Mm, I can't wait to hear them. You know, I think it's hard to put into words. And unfortunately, many women have had the experience of being diagnosed with breast cancer, but there's so many elements of loss and fear and horror. And boy, you know, not to be too 
dramatic as you say or gruesome but that scar is really dramatic it's not just a little you know a, a little scar and I think it's hard to really put into words not only having something like this for you but just the symbol of you know what you know someone's thinking of you someone crafted this by hand it's like a a gesture that it must feel so meaningful for people yeah well one of the things we found nicole um in the beginning i knew we'd be providing this great service to women we would be offering this physical product free of charge by the way we never mm -hmm. charge for any of this um, and we're all volunteers, but, uh, we knew we'd be providing this wonderful product to women. What we mm -hmm. didn't realize is that we would also be offering a place of healing. When mm -hmm. a woman goes online and she orders her free knitted knockers at knittedknockers.org, she chooses her size, A, B, C, D, double D or beyond. She chooses a color. She chooses whether she needs single or a pair, but and we send those to her, but we also have a comment section. And more mm -hmm. often than not, the woman will take that opportunity to share her story with us. She will talk mm -hmm. about the, the physical pain, but also the emotional pain. And many times she will share her struggles. And I believe that's because she knows we understand. And it's not something that you always share with your friends or out there. You know, we're all fine on the surface, right? We all are, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. But when you've got this opportunity to pretty much anonymously share your story, we find that many, many people do. It's this place of loving connection. It seriously is. And then beyond that, it what we realized is that those of us that are receiving these, I wore one for three years, and so I can relate to it, are receiving this gift of love and dignity and caring by complete strangers. But not only that, those of us that are making them for others receive that gift of knowing that we have purpose to what we're doing. Uh, at any phase of life, you know, any season, we have different opportunities. And for me, I was feeling very empty um, before my diagnosis with breast cancer. And I prayed to God. I said, God, show me a passion and purpose. Surely you have something for me in this season of my life. Well, I don't believe he gave me breast cancer, but he definitely used that experience to bring a passion and purpose into my life. And also thousands of women are making these and they share their stories about it being the most meaningful thing that they've done. We can make, we're a giving community, us knitters and crocheters and crafters. We make chemo caps, we make hats for the homeless, we make blankets. We love to use our craft to help others. And this is another option for us. It's a mm -hmm. small portable project. And when they, when a woman signs up and registers with us as a knitter or crocheter, we send her ways to help. And it can be as easy as just 
knitting them or crocheting them and sending them to us unstuffed and we need and we stuff those and we use that to fill those that week's orders and many times like recently we've been sending out about 400 a week from the website wow. but there's many other ways to help and i won't bore everybody with those ways but but my point in bringing this out is that they many people share that this has a very special meaning to them because they've got a sister or a, a mother or they themselves have uh, been challenged with breast cancer. And knowing that this makes a real practical difference and that women really do use these, they love them. Uh, you can use them for swimming too, by the way, I'm gonna throw that out. Um, so it's kind of a three-way blessing. It's the woman that receives them it gives them an opportunity to share their their story if they wish and those of us that are willing and able to help it gives us a purpose mm -hmm. Do, would you talk a little bit more about you use the term seasons of life and you know our listeners are post middle age and i'm wondering what you think about this idea of purpose in this stage of life? Why is it so important? Well, I personally believe that when we become very self-centered, we lose the joy of life. And sometimes as we age, sometimes we wonder, what can we do? You know, we may not be as physically able as we've always been um, to do everything. And uh, uh, to find that we can use a simple thing like being able to knit or to crochet to make a significant difference in someone's life is just such a big deal. I like to share the story of Anne in order to illustrate this. Uh -huh. We have a we have a group that meets every Wednesday at our local yarn shop from 10 to noon. We have about 20 to 25 women that gather and we have a man there too. <laughs> and we meet to gather up that, that week's knockers, to stuff them and to fill orders. And some people are knitting and crocheting and some are fixing items that need a little tweaking before we send them out. Well, we're a happy, joyful group and we are just having a great time. That sense of community around a common purpose is just a really cool thing. Well, one week Anne came and I would put Anne in her 80s and she didn't say a word. She just sat down and started crocheting. And we're all just laughing, having a great time. Well, when it came time to break up, I followed Anne out to her car. And I said to her, I said, Anne, I'm so glad you came today. It was so wonderful having you. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I lost my husband a few years ago. And she said, I've been grieving terrible ever since. And I, uh, I've tried grief counseling and support groups. And she says, nothing has helped like this has, knowing that I can still make a difference in someone else's life. And you know, Anne has come back every week since, and she's just the most, first one there, the last one to leave, she's engaged. Mm -hmm. And if you go on our website at knittedknockers.org, and you look at some of those pictures, you'll see Anne right in the center, smiling. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's okay. Okay, that's an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> where, 
Barb, where, what knitting store are you, where, where's your home knitting store, shall we say? Yeah, we uh, are in Bellingham, Washington, and Apple Yarns uh, is our wonderful local yarn shop that has been mm -hmm. so supportive to us. And, you know, yarn shops are a great place for community, and many of them have ready-made groups where people can come together and knit, and many of them embrace these charity projects, uh, what they call charity projects. But So it's a real natural fit for us to, to meet there weekly. Hello, Zestful Agers. First, I wanna thank you so much for your enthusiasm and interest in the podcast. Words cannot really describe how fun it is to make this for you. We are now in the tens of thousands of downloads and Zestful Aging is still very young. We've heard from inspiring women from all over the world, and I hope it has made your life richer and helped you be more zestful as you navigate aging. In addition to being fun, making a weekly podcast is a surprising amount of work. So I want to encourage you to become a patron today. It's the way I can continue bringing you in-depth, thought-provoking interviews without sponsorship, aka commercials. And I've added a special free gift just for being a listener to the podcast. It's called my best ever self-care manual. And again, it's based on research and my 25 years experience as a psychotherapist. So hop on over to patreon.com slash zestful aging and download the free manual. And while you're there, donate what you might pay for your cup of coffee today. It will make you feel good. I promise. So what's the logistics? Do you um, buy yarn from the local yarn shop? Um, are there particular kinds of yarns that are uh, a good uh, fit for this? Or how, do, how does the process work? You know that you have orders to fill, you have your group, and then what's the next step? Yeah, I'm so glad you, you brought that up about the yarn. Um, these knitted knockers are worn every day and nothing is worn more intimately than these against sensitive scarred skin. And so we're very, very particular about the materials used in making these. So we have approved yarns. There's a list of 30 of them and you can find them at knittedknockers.org. We mm -hmm. also have approved patterns. We have tested and tried a number of patterns. We have a a favorite knit and a favorite crochet pattern. And when a person decides that they wanna help, we ask that they register with us as a knitter or crocheter, and we send them one email. We don't inundate them with a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And we send them three ways you can help. And one way is to simply knit or crochet them and mail them to us unstuffed, and we take it from there. A second way is to say, I want to support my local medical facility. And so we can help you connect with one of those 1,100 clinics we have and adopt them. And we provide the print materials. We provide the care instructions, the brochures and all that, but you knit and crochet them 
or crochet them and you stuff them and you take them in and provide them with the knockers so a woman can actually pick them out and take them home. And we have about 350 clinics waiting to be adopted. In the meantime, we support them, but we love it when somebody can adopt them locally. The third way is to be what we call a state supplier. And that is somebody that is willing to fill orders from their state. So for instance, a woman, we're located in Washington state, but a woman from California goes into knittedknockers.org and orders her knitted knockers. Well, that order is gonna be filled by somebody from California and mm -hmm. that has agreed to be a state supplier. So they not only uh, make the knitted knockers, uh, they stuff them and then they mail them out. Once again, we provide the print materials, but we also help support by paying the postage because we know that this is an expensive venture and that's quite a commitment. Our postage last year was $58,000. Oh my um, goodness. Yes, and we survived by donations. But what we want to do is we want to equip these people to provide for their own communities because it's just too big of a venture for any one group to send out that many. We sent out 48,000 knockers. You can't do that by any one group, but together we can do that. And so the beauty of this sort of arrangement, either one any one of these is we can we can work with you whatever you can do we want to help you um, to provide either to us to provide for the world which we are in 30 international countries as well um, or we want to equip you to support your medical clinic or um, the women of your state and you're not the only one to fill the orders for your state. So you don't have to go, oh my gosh, there's no way I could fill for all of California. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We have about 15 providers for California. And so, uh, and if you can only fill one order a week or a month, that's awesome because we will always back up. We're the safety net for everybody, so. You've done this so, the collaboration and the coordination is so, uh, excellent and well done. Is that, you know, it, are, do you have these wonderful organizational skills as a uh, former uh, public accountant? <laughs> well, thank you so much for that compliment. I believe it's a God thing. I tell you, there's been so many opportunities that open up and so many fabulous uh, volunteers. We have this network locally of these wonderful volunteers that have different skill sets and and we also have networked with people from all the part that uh, all across the country we have people with computer skills that that help with the the email responses our patterns have been downloaded a million times oh and you know so we have people that have helped us develop those patterns we have it it takes a village as they say so um, thank you for that compliment. The, uh, the other amazing thing is that it touches people on so many different levels that we've mm -hmm. had some amazing publicity. We have worked for a couple of years. We really focused on developing this network of knitters and crocheters to meet the demand because we knew the demand was there. There are a million women living in the United States right now. I heard this statistic that 
have not been have had mastectomies and not been reconstructed. There are mm-hmm. 50,000 mastectomies done a year and 90% of those women will wear a breast prosthetic at least for a while. And so the demand is huge. So we went to yarn shows, we went to trade shows, places that we could reach out to potential knitters and crocheters. We were very intentional on mm-hmm. equipping them. We made the patterns freely available. We mm-hmm. made uh, video tutorials on how to make great knitted knockers so that we could equip people to make them for their own mm. communities. Uh, you made it the, easy for them to help. Well, that's I, I laugh about it. I say basically I'm a a lazy person. So what would I would be able to do? Well, I wouldn't know how to make these print materials. So let's do that for them. I don't know how to connect with a, a medical facility. I know how to knit, but I don't know how to connect. Let's do that for them. Uh, I don't know how to take orders on a website. Well, let's do that for them. So that's the the whole driving factor there is let's make this easy for people to do what they do well. I'm curious if you've also connected with Ravelry. Um, and for those uh, listeners who aren't uh, knitters or crocheters, that's basically the Facebook of the uh, knitting world. Um, is that some? Have you connected with Ravelry as well? Yes, and we are on a lot of uh, places like uh, Craftsy and uh, a lot of different uh, companies, uh, internet pro, uh, connection. We do have on Ravelry. Um, we have really focused on Facebook. Facebook is a great connection for us uh, for social media and reaching out to a lot of people. Uh, the uh, If you look on Facebook, you just type in Knitted Knockers and we're the one with the pink ribbon. And we have a lot of state suppliers that we encourage to get their own social media going to help spread the word. Uh, we were, we were, the Today Show did a, a segment on us. We weren't physically there, but we did a, a remote session. Even People Magazine did a little, I did a Skype with them one early morning and, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, for those of you that may be football fans, can you oh believe it? Goodness. They chose Knitted Knockers as their charity of the month. So the oh reach out goodness. to people, anytime that there's a big reach out like that, uh, it reaches both of our target markets. It reaches the women that can use them, but it also reaches the women that can can help make them. So we're always excited about that. And many, many local groups have gotten media in their local newspapers, their local TV news spots, things like that. So um, we've got a pretty significant reach out to the knitting and crocheting community. So this, this last year, 2018, has been our year to focus on the medical, uh, to reach out to the the oncology centers to the breast clinics and we've invested significantly in our resources which we value seriously (laughs) to go to some trade shows the american society of breast surgeons they just flipped out about us and we signed up 180 clinics at that conference we went to Mm. the national oncology nurses 
um, conference in Washington, D.C. We signed up over 200 clinics there. So um, the medical profession, that's where my heart really is because I know at my most vulnerable time, if I could have just picked out some and taken them home with me, mm-hmm. it would have been mm-hmm. just so sweet. And, but I had Phyllis. But not everybody (laughs) has Phyllis. So we want to be Phyllis to everybody. So if you want to knit a knocker, you can Mm -hmm. free, you can go online at knitandknockers.org and order them. Or if you are participating and going to any one of these 1,100 clinics, great. Or if you are unfortunately dealing with breast cancer and you go to your doctor and say, have you heard of these? Tell them to go to knittedknockers.org and register with us, and we will equip them free of charge again mm. with uh, brochures and ways to help their patients. I wonder, too, if one of the ripple effects of all your work and your advocacy and your passion is is bringing to light the fact that there's so much breast cancer that it's almost like a become a rite of passage for women. It is stunning how many women uh, deal with breast cancer. And I hear this all the time. Well, do you have enough uh, or do you still need knitted knockers or have you mm. given to everybody? Yes, we still need them. When I asked my doctor, I said, how many are we going to need? way back in 2011. He's told me locally how many we'd need, but he said, Barbara, he said, you are gonna need way more than that because not only are the current 50,000 a year going to want these, but we've got 10, 15, 20 years of women built up that are so, many of them are so unhappy with their silicone prosthetics because Mm -hmm. they're so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that they're going to want these and they also work for people who have had a lumpectomy or have had radiation and their breast has shrunk because they're so adjustable Mm -hmm. and as i mentioned you can use them for swimming as well plus what are they stuffed with barb i didn't understand that part tell me tell me what's actually inside yeah we stuff them with a high uh, quality poly fiber fill. Not just any stuffing will hold up. Some will get clumpy and some will, uh, you know, compress and such. But uh, we used Fairfield brand uh, poly fiber fill, the premium level. And we get that at Walmart or Joann's or online. And it is just a fabulous thing. You throw these knitted knockers in the wash machine and you pull them out and you let them air dry. Some people run them through the dryer, but we typically air dry ours, or I did, I should say. And uh, you plop them back in. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just fantastic. It's simplicity. And I know this is kind of a knitting nerd question, but do they have to be done on double pointed needles? Well, if you had asked me a month ago, I would say no, but you know what? Yes, they do. (laughs) Uh, Because we've had enough feedback from our pattern that we had out there of knit flat on two needles. They just aren't as good. And you know, we want nothing but the best for these. Uh, So they've got a seam down them and it's more difficult to, to get that beautiful contoured shape that these have. So I see. 
So double points. Oh, no, they don't have to be. I How about my magic answer. loop? Magic, magic loop. loop. We oh, have a yeah. magic loop pattern on our okay. page. Yes. Okay, we do. folks. I just want to put out an announcement about the magicness of magic loop. <laughs> so <laughs> if it, if people want to do this and they're afraid like I am of double pointed, which is a very traditional people make socks this way, right? Um, and some people get a little squirmy about using, you have to be a little coordinated, I would say. But if you can do magic loop, I think that would really excite people. Yes, yes. You know, uh, before we run out of time, I'd like to share with anybody that's sitting there and saying, how can I help? There's three ways. Yes, do it. One is, if you can knit or crochet, go to knittedknockers.org, register with us, we're going to get you going. Mm -hmm. Second is, if you can knit or crochet, or if you can't, we all have friends, share with people about that. Share with your doctor, share with your, on Facebook, go to knittedknockers.org, or go to Facebook Knitted Knockers and share some of that stuff out there um, because that reaches people that can make them. It also reaches people you may not even know that could use these. And the mm -hmm. third way is to donate. We are all volunteer. As I mentioned, our postage is $58,000 last year. It's going to be higher this year. So um, we're all volunteer. There's no paychecks. The volunteers provide their own yarn. We provide the postage, the stuffing, and all the other materials, the mailing materials, as we are able. So those are three ways that you can mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like such a win-win because one of the things that we know, and you've talked about this, is that as we age, um, community and connection with our fellow people is is life affirming and it's even more health promoting than either good diet or exercise. We need to be with our tribe. And the other piece is paying it forward or being helpful and doing these things that you're talking about where you're creating these gestures of love, you're sending them and you may never see the person, you may never, it may just go right into the mail and you never hear from them again. But knowing that you are making a significant positive difference in someone's life is so health promoting it seriously is and there's there's a cute story it just keeps coming we hear stories all the time but this one stood out to me it was from a 90 something year old woman and she emailed me and she said oh I'm just want to share with you I'm so excited about this I'm 90 something years old and I'm in a nursing home and she says I'm half blind, but I can still see enough with a magnifying glass to knit. And she says, I am so excited to make these for other women. And I've gotten a group together in the home and I've got it posted on the bullet board. We're going to do this. And I just thought, that's it. That is helping not only the recipient, mm -hmm. but it's helping her. And, and so I love and, it. And that's beautiful. And we know also that handcrafts 
really can stave off depression and anxiety. So there's so many pieces of benefit here, not only for the recipients, which is huge, um, but also, as you say, for the givers, the makers, the people who are getting together in community and saying, let's make this, we know how to do it, we have the skill and let's give it. I mean, this is really magical. Yeah, you know, my my son asked me a while back, my adult son, he says, Mom, if you could go back and not have had breast cancer, knowing what you where you're at right now, would you? And I could honestly say, no, I would not change a thing because I have a passion and a purpose now that that brings such great joy to me. And it was really, I was in a funk after my mastectomy, but the moment that I embraced this idea, oh, this, we everybody needs these. And I started thinking about others rather than all about poor me my life changed and it changed for the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, can, I can just imagine um, because it is really hard to describe to somebody um, what it's like to have a mastectomy. I mean, there's just many levels of loss and um, I can just imagine, you know, having these and knowing that someone gets it, someone's been there. It's so hopeful, I think, um, to, yeah. to have. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so lovely. Do you have some people doing kind of funky designs, too? <laughs> we ask that if an order is being filled for from us, that you stick to the pattern. However... Mm -hmm. 80% of our requests are for the neutral colors, the flesh tones. I think most women are matching their bras. Uh, about 10% for bright colors and about 10% for the dark colors. And we encourage our knitters though and crocheters so they don't become bored to change up the color on the back. So you can put bright colors on the back mm. and have fun with that. Change it up a few rows before the transition row so that it doesn't peek out. But uh, we encourage that. Now with that said, if you're making it for your friend or family member, <laughs> uh, sky's the limit. Uh, yeah. And we have seen some fun ones. When we got that charity of the month by the Seattle Seahawks, we made up Seahawk knockers and oh. we handed them out there. <laughs> and we joke that those women that got those at the game had the most innovative uh, uh, Seahawks attire of anybody there. <laughs> oh, that is, it's so lovely. I can just imagine. I have a funny story uh, that I know we're going long here, but I'll just tell it. You're and you can fine. Use it or not. You're okay. fine. Early on, uh, Phyllis was our main knitter. She knit, she's knit like 600 of them by now, but back then she was knitting up a storm and bringing them to me and I would stuff them out of my laundry room and, and send them out or, or take them to the doctor's office. Well, one time I think she got bored and she dropped off this hairy knocker. It was made out of <laughs> eyelash yarn and it was huge and it was 
purple with green hair and orange specks. And I thought, oh my gosh, Phyllis, what are you thinking? I didn't say it to her, but I thought, what is she thinking? Nobody's going to want that. But I stuffed up that knocker and I took it to the doctor's office and dropped it off because maybe somebody would choose it. Well, sure enough, it wasn't any time at all. And I get this email from this woman who said, I just wanted to thank you for my knitted knocker. She said, I was in at my doctor's office. And I was all depressed and dejected, wondering what I was going to do. And he brought out this bag of knitted knockers. And she said, as I looked through their, the bag, there was one jewel that shone brighter than the rest. <laughs> it was purple with green hair and had orange specks. And she said it made me smile at a really difficult time. And she went on to finish with, and my friends just marvel at the beauty of it when I whip it out and show it to them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Whenever I tell that story, I always follow up with, if you're a knitter or crocheter, don't knit Harry Knocker. That was an exception. (laughs) That's a funny tagline. Don't hit, don't knit Harry Knockers. There's a, that's, you just can't throw that around all the time. Do, do you get any people um I, I I'm not I'm not familiar with your community do they do you get any people who uh, get a little bit flustered at the name knockers yes and and I understand that and I get it uh, we did not come up with the name as I mentioned early on um, their pattern was out there and that is a great story that should be told. Uh, when I went to connect with the the website to connect with them and say, these are great, can I help you hand them out? I found that the website was not being monitored. And so I did some sleuthing and came up with uh, a phone number and I called and got a lovely young woman in Maine. And she, I said, can I help you make, provide these knitted knockers to doctor's offices? And she said, oh, unfortunately, I no longer own the yarn shop that I had. And so we're unable to provide these anymore. And it breaks my heart because they're so great. And, and she's a young mother who had had a mastectomy herself and she wore them. She told me that she uh, and her group of knitters were making them for others. And they were sitting around one day saying, what should we call these? And they came up with the name Knitted Knockers. So I asked her, I said, would you mind if I use the name and continue to make them and provide them to doctor's offices and send them out? She said, I would just be thrilled if you would do that. So that was back in 2011. And... uh, we kept that name and there has been pushback occasionally and I totally get it. Uh, but, uh, it also is very catchy. That's for sure. (laughs) And I, I personally, this is just me, you know, a little sense of humor is, is not too bad either now and Mm -hmm. then. And we used to hear more, but now it's almost like, uh, it's, uh, it's been out there enough that I think, I think it's it's maybe repurposed that name and that use of it. So uh, with that said, I, I do get it. I do understand. It is slang mm-hmm. and not in the most positive way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious. It's funny when you go on the British site because it sounds even um, 
more slang in a British accent, right? When they say <laughs> knitted knockers. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're talking about the British site. Um, we are in 30 countries and we had the privilege of going to Rwanda to uh, to train 30 women to make knitted knockers for the women of their country. And now typically we don't do that. And we raised our own money for that. We did not use our 501c nonprofit money for that. Um, but the reason we did that is I got contacted by the head of the Breast Cancer Initiative of East Africa, and she said that the women struggle so much there with the, the um, oh, I'm missing the word right now, um, I want to say the stigma of, mm. of having a breast removed. It's just very shameful there. And, mm. and so many women choose to not have a mastectomy and forego treatment um, because of the stigma of that. And so oh she said they get donated breast prosthetics from the United States, but they're hot and heavy and they're not of their skin color. And the rats eat them. When she told me that, I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh. And so she said, do you think that knitted knockers would work for them? And I was like, well, I've always thought they're a great solution for third world, the hotter climates, because they're nice and cool and you can wash them and wear them in a regular bra. You don't need a prosthesis bra. And so she said, would you come and teach our women? She said, they... They know how to knit, but they can't read a pattern. And she showed, sent me a picture of what she, they had tried to make on their own. And it was, it was pretty, it was adorable, but it wasn't really functional. <laughs> so three of us did use our own resources. And we went there and spent two weeks and trained these 30 beautiful women. Wow. It was so stunning. And they now good. are connected with the hospitals and providing them free to the women across their country. Oh my goodness. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness, Barb. That did your husband and family members go with you or did you just no. go with your knitting your knitting group? Just the three of us went and oh. it was oh. we had a meeting at a local hospital, the largest hospital in the country. It was in Kigali. And when we sat down with the doctor, he was the head of the hospital and he picked we handed him a knitted knocker. It was knit in dark brown and he picked it up and he started to cry this physician. And Laureen and I looked at each other like, oh, what's, why is he crying? And he said, just yesterday, I had a woman in here who needed to have a mastectomy. And she said, no. And I said to her, it's your breast or your life. And he said, I had nothing to offer her. We need these. We need to provide these to our women. And before we left, the BCIEA, the Breast Cancer Initiative of East Africa, had connected with them to provide these knitted knockers to them, made by these 30 women that we had trained, who, by the way, many of them are genocide survivors from the Great Genocide back in 96, I think it was. Oh, my goodness. And very poverty-stricken. They earn a $1.50 a day, the equivalent of that, working in the fields. So they agreed to pay those women to knit the knitted knockers and then to give them out free. So that gave a source of income to these poverty-stricken women, beautiful, mm. wonderful, lovely women, mm -hmm. um, who, by the way, don't speak English. And we, three of us, taught those 30 women mm. how to make knitted knockers on double-point needles. So I on really don't want to hear about how you can't <laughs> make them on... <laughs> no, I'm not saying... 
saying other people can. I'm just saying I I have a lot of ladders. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> the I knitters know. will know what that means. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. that is such a beautiful story. I'm just trying to picture because if you don't speak the same language, you're having to really sort of just gesture. This is what this looks like. This is what you do. Here's the way you you know, um, do the stitches. And it's very intimate, I would think. Well, we have this beautiful picture of Laureen, who is our, quote, quality queen. She's the one that vets every knitted knocker that comes in to make sure it passes our inspection. But um, of her leaning over this beautiful young black woman, probably 25 years old, and she's leaning over her with the needles in her hands, helping her. And it's just the most beautiful vision. And if people want to see those pictures, they can find them under, I believe under our videos on our, at knittedknockers.org, or they can go to YouTube and do Knitted Knockers and uh, Google Rwanda Knitted Knockers. And I believe there's a little video on that too. But uh, mm -hmm. it, it's just stunning. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's absolutely stunning. The ages, the difference in ages there um, that we taught. It was a life-changing event for us to go. It really I'm was. I'm just trying to, you know, imagine early in your career as a CPA, if someone would have told you, you'll be in Rwanda <laughs> teaching people how to knit, you'd think they'd lost their mind. I, I agree. I agree. It's, oh, my goodness. And, you know, it's interesting when you look back over your life and you see how your experiences are woven together. My mom teaching me how to knit when I was about 10, 11 years old, sitting next to her on the sofa. I have such great memories of that. But then fast forward to probably in my 50s, I re engaged with knitting and decided I needed some community. So I went to Apple Yarns, our local yarn shop, and I met some ladies that met there every week. And we knitted to get knit together, just jabbering up a storm. And then when I got breast cancer, I went back to that group and I said, I've had breast cancer and we're making these now. Would you consider helping? And they did. So you can kind of see that thread going through your life, you know, of how they can pull those experiences together mm -hmm, and use mm -hmm. those. Uh, that's, that's just a, a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, so we're, I, I'm going to put in, I want to make sure I put in the show notes and it's knittedknockers.org. Is there yes. anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before we end today? Uh, I would just share that, uh, there is a purpose for our lives in every season of our life. And if it's not knitting knockers for somebody, I'm sure <laughs> there's something else you know, don't give up looking for that because uh, without passion and without purpose, uh, life is pretty dull, in my opinion. So I think uh, get involved, get involved in any way you can with something that's meaningful to you. That's great advice. And really, um, it's, uh, the research really supports that. And I think that's a lovely message. What's next, Barb? Do you have any other projects um, that you're doing with the Knitted Knockers or you just continue to try to spread the word? 
we, I go through every door that opens. And if a door closes, I go, okay, that's not meant to be. So I'm always excited to see what the next opportunity is. Right now, we are focused so much on reaching out to the medical community. And we it'll take us into September to catch up with providing the first round of materials to these, these clinics. So we're pretty busy on that. And so, uh, yeah. That's that's pretty mm -hmm. much it. My husband recently retired, so we <laughs> are hoping to do a little more travel on the mm -hmm. personal note. But what's so wonderful is they don't need me at all. This this wonderful network of volunteers around the country are just so awesome that mm -hmm. uh, it's just amazing. You give mm -hmm. you equip people to do something, and they want to help. Just mm -hmm. give them what they need to make, to make it happen, and they're more than willing to yep. do it. And I you've made it. it, yeah, and you've given them what what they need. And your passion is is uh, you know it's palpable and it's and it's contagious. And I, I can imagine that really helps people get drawn in and want to work on this this project. Thank you so I, much for talking about this. this is, I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of our listeners, unfortunately, who have had uh, mastectomies themselves or have known other women who could benefit from this. It's just a beautiful gift. Thank you so much, Barb. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Totally. Thank you for the opportunity to share. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. I love to hear from my listeners, so send me an email at NicoleChristina.com and tell me what you'd like to hear more about. I would also greatly appreciate if you could hop on iTunes and rate the show. Ratings help other people find the podcast so I can share all these good juicy interviews with others. I would also invite you to become a patron of the Zestful Aging Podcast. Hop on over to patreon.com forward slash Zestful Aging and consider making a small donation. You will be eligible for insider-only goodies and behind-the-scenes information, and it'll help you feel good knowing that you're contributing to the Zestful Aging Podcast. I'll look forward to sharing more juicy interviews next week on Zestful Aging.